0: On this bonus episode of Progressive Palaver, the group force ranks Pink Floyd album covers. Progressive Palavra, a group of lifelong friends and appreciators of music discussing the greatest progressive rock bands album by album. I'm Joe Beauclair, and on this bonus episode of Progressive Palabra I'm joined by my very good friends Tom Corcoran, Ken Gregory, and Paul Zotter as we spend some social distancing time force-ranking Pink Floyd album covers. Well, gentlemen, welcome to a Sunday evening of pandemic social distancing. I hope, <laughs> I hope everyone is, uh, you know, staying s- inside and staying safe as we continue to sort of grapple with this. I know here in Texas, we are talking about starting to open things up. In fact, a town just down the street from where I live this weekend started to allow outdoor dining at restaurants. So I hope all the powers that be have the right information and are doing the right things as we uh, continue to sort of grapple with this. But but for now, um, one of the, you know, it, it, not that it's a, a positive, but one of the things that has come out of, of this current situation that we all find ourselves in is this sort of Sunday evening bonus palaver time, which has been fun. So, you know, we try to keep it a little bit light, a little lighter than we, we normally do. And, you know, spend some time just, you know, doing stuff somewhat silly things, force ranking this or, you know, um, you know, we've got a couple other ideas in the works. So um, tonight we figured since we are in the middle of recording our Pink Floyd segment, it might be a little bit fun to, you know, maybe a little earlier than people would anticipate. Let's let's force rank some Pink Floyd album covers. So I guess to set the ground rules, we have. 15 albums going from The Piper at the Gates of Dawn all the way through The Endless River, and we are grading the album covers. Not the music. We'll do that later on. And I think, other than that, that's pretty much all we got.
1: You know, it's funny, after all the pre show banter and my heater shut off, I can totally hear Tom's fan blowing <laughs> through. <laughs> <him's background. laughs> Sweat my
2: ass off, you guys!
3: <laughs> California is in the nineties, right? It's like
0: ninety-five. I just happened to tonight come across an article on ultimateclassicrock.com dot com mm. ranking the the Pink Floyd album covers ranked worst to best. Really.
1: How is that? That's amazing. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, I, I'm going to put it. I'm going to put a separate column. This is going to be sort of our, our control group.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I what, can, what, I, what what is this called? Classic rock albums? Ultimateclassicrock.com. I'll send you the link afterwards. I, I can tell you just, you know, from quickly glancing through it, I do not agree with this list at all. <laughs> All right,
1: Joe, let's let's just review these as we go, like when we do our bottom three. Like, okay. let's just do – yeah, let's do that. Perfect. It's amazing. You know, it's like, well, this is just extra fun. We still managed to talk for two hours. I love it.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so who wants to start then if we start on the bottom three?
2: <laughs> well, be, be, before we start, can I just ask you guys a, a question – and I, I just I'm at a loss here because I wasn't in the um, the the metal chapter when you guys talked about metal. Can I just ask uh, if you guys already talked about this? You can keep it short, but do we know what that is on the on the cover? Because I'm I, I I have no idea what I'm actually looking at.
0: It's an ear underwater.
2: An ear underwater. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
0: I've seen, if, if you look at, if I look at my actual CD case itself, it's difficult to see, but I have seen, um, I guess on, on one of the documentaries that I've, I've, I've watched, I have seen a perspective of that picture that is much more obvious what's going on. Does anyone else remember seeing that? I do not. And having been in the middle of, of editing the metal episode, I am reminded of the fact that Storm Thurguson's original plan for the metal album cover was, that's right, a baboon's ass. So, mm. so we can be thankful that that particular idea was not adopted. Well,
2: I mean, we did get a cow's ass, so I mean, it's not like it's that much of a...
0: And I wanted, sure. to, I wanted to give you a caution, Tom. Be very careful where you place our gunslinger for that particular. <laughs> <ad>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know your business. I don't need to tell you, but I just feel obligated to, to point out you could have some unfortunate arrangements on that.
3: Okay. All right. For the uninformed,
0: the Palaver mascot.
3: Is a gunslinger in a trench coat with an acoustic guitar over his back.
0: And if you've gotten this far and don't recognize what we're talking about with, <laughs> with regards to our, our, uh, <laughs> our logo, uh, you know, I'm, I'm impressed as to how you've, uh, you've actually gotten to our, our podcast. So very yeah. cool. Check
1: out uh, Instagram, Facebook, sometimes Twitter.
0: Sometimes Twitter. I've yeah. been better about Twitter since the pandemic hit. Nice. I haven't really
1: been on Twitter much, so, so I'm not one to talk. Tom,
0: why don't you be – well, actually,
1: we should start with the bottom three with Ken because Ken He may need time to rework them. Yeah, he may have to rework it as, as he goes through.
0: Oh, so Ken- yeah.
3: The ear underwater changed everything for me. I just have to rework the whole list now. <laughs> 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 no, I'm good. I'm good to go. I'm not changing a thing. I'm All right. So,
0: so Kenny G, give us 15, 14, and 13 on your list. Oh,
3: Lord, I was never happy with the Final Cut album cover. That's last. It's dead last. Okay. Obscured by Clouds, that came in
1: 14, and more comes in 13. Well, I'm going to jump in on this one because my bottom three are quite similar. Um, I also found the Final Cut to be just short of uh, of whatever... Although I do like, you know, I like the tape and the razor blade, but then I had number 14 as more and I had number 13 as obscured by clouds. So same three, slightly different order.
2: My bottom one was the final cut and my second, my second to the bottom was the wall. Now we're just talking album covers. That's right. Correct. That's right. right. So it's, it's the wall, just the album cover. And third was more. Wow. Okay.
1: That's good. I mean, it is just a coincidence that so far three of us have made the worst album, the the, the worst album cover at the same time. I mean, it's just a coincidence. But
2: uh, Hey,
3: buddy, oh, I like the music. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, there could have been a couple in the bottom three. There could have been more than three. Uh, the, there are a bunch of Pink Floyd album covers
1: that... Um, I, just not happy with. I am curious about putting the wall in the 14th spot, Tom. What like, tell tell us a little bit about, about that.
2: I mean, look at some of the other artwork that is attached to the wall. Look at your, the huge book. I'm sure you, you got with the, with the album. Um, Any of us who have the CD have some, some great artwork in there. I mean, they could have put something really artistic on the cover. It didn't have to be super busy or super crazy, but I mean, uh, I mean, to just put a simple, you know, brick wall and then just a pink Floyd, the wall in red. I mean, if you compare it to how creative the album is musically, if you compare it to the other, wonderful artwork associated with the album and associated with the movie. I mean, there's just nothing there. I mean, you could say it's nice to have something simple, but it, it doesn't, you know, it it doesn't do the album justice as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's nice if you had around another body of work, before and after like super crazy artwork, it might be nice to be understated and to have something just solid like that, a solid wall. But it, I don't know. I mean, I, I just think it, it was, um, you know, they, they, they could have done better with that. And I mean, they, they had the material. I mean, they, they, they had the material. I mean, if you, if you, if you look at the other artwork, there's some, there's some great stuff in there and they, and they the could have really, um, done something there. Well,
3: Fair the enough. movie is associated with the scream face. So it's primarily right. the audio that is associated with the white wall. And, and, and I always knew it to have black writing. I don't know when the red was prolific.
1: I'm interested too, because on my re-release of the vinyl, um, the, the, the cover itself is just the, the white wall with the outlines of the cinder blocks. the, the words, the Pink Floyd, the wall, is actually a sticker that's really? thrown on the album. And I didn't know if that's how it was originally.
0: Interesting. I don't know. I, I will say that I have the wall in a decidedly different place. And, uh, you know, and, and maybe we can talk about it then. I mean, maybe we can talk about it now. We're talking about the wall. I've I personally find the wall... The reason why I ranked it higher than, than maybe you guys did is I, I find it to – the fact that the album is so deep and so complex, the fact that the wall is so simple is, is sort of a balance to that. I think it – when you think about the way apparently Roger was thinking about this, it, it is completely contextually accurate – I think it's it's elegant in a way, and quite frankly, I think—and this is just me speaking because I'm a big wussy—if that album cover had one of Gerald Scarf's creatures on it, I would wet myself and wouldn't want to listen to the album.
3: Hmm. Ah. <laughs> well, well, a big shout out to uh, Richard Scarf. Is that how it's pronounced, Scarf?
0: I mean, I believe it's Scarf. Is it Richard? I said Gerald. Sorry.
3: So, uh, but, but he does an absolute, I'm oh, sorry, Gerald. It's I, think Gerald.
0: Is, yeah. I think it is. I think it is Gerald, but
1: okay, when yeah. he's in in America, he goes by Guy.
0: He's, he's, he's absolutely wonderful and
1: still alive. Yeah. Would you, would, yeah. Would you believe 83 years old?
0: Well, and it, it explains why, when I saw um, Roger Waters in 2017, a lot of the animation um, apparently is still being done by, by Jerry Scarf. So <laughs> For where did Guy, you have, where did you have the wall, Joe, before you get into your bottom three? I have the wall at number nine.
1: Mm, me too. That's crazy.
0: I have at number 15 Omeguma. Wow. I mean, what is there to look at in Omeguma? It, it, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I mean, what, what, what the hell is going on there? Why do I have to look at that?
3: It's an actual photo of the band, and it's a band that often plays in darkness, didn't take a lot of press photos, didn't talk to a lot of journalists, and it's a nice insight to who they actually are. Even if they're far away, even if they're awkwardly posing, it's it's the actual band, and I like that.
1: It's going to shock
0: the, you how, how high I have Uma Kuma Looking rated. at this picture, I think there's a reason they played in darkness. Oh, wow. Jesus. Wow. And maybe there's, maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's a theme going on here, because at number 14, I have Piper at the Gates of Dawn. (laughs) Which is just like, you know, oh, great. I took a picture, and I learned how to, like, put this kaleidoscope effect on it. Cool. Okay, I'm just unimpressed by it. it. It does nothing for me at all. Now, I understand that it is... The only album cover that has Sid Barrett's face on it, so I should have it at like number four, but I don't.
3: <laughs> Wasn't it George Harrison's kaleidoscope lens? I mean, come <laughs> on. That's history.
0: And at number 13, I too have obscured by clouds because I just, you know, that's one of those <coughs> album covers I I struggled to again. What is what is this trying to tell me? I don't I don't get it. And
3: yet when you told me the premise of the movie that the map says explored, obscured by clouds yes. brilliant put the map on the album cover brilliant i
0: would love that yeah that you know that might be something so our our what are we calling it paul our bottom 3 no our our ultimateclassicrock.com <laughs>
1: Oh, right. I'm sorry. The ultimateclassicrock.com list.
0: Is is our, our, I don't know. Oh, it's our control group. Control group. Thank you. Our control group agrees with me and has Umagoma at number 15. Oh my gosh. They have more at number 14, which I disagree with. And perhaps even more egregiously. Number 13 on this list is a momentary lapse of reason. Wow. Oh, that's
3: a
1: great album cover.
0: Exactly. So there's our control group.
1: How it was it like a vote that they did for that?
0: It does not say how they arrived at this list, Paul. Okay. Well, that's questionable. Shall we move on then? Shall we keep going in in groups of three since there are fifteen? That would work out easily enough.
1: So I, I yeah I'm gonna jump in and say that I you know I I had Piper at the Gates at number twelve. Okay. So, you know, with you it, did, it didn't fall into the bottom three, but um, yeah, I, th- I think that album cover is just kind of silly. But you know, it is, it is, uh, it is there. Um, I had Metal at eleven. Thank you. <laughs> It's uh,
3: an awfully awful album cover. Yeah, uh, it,
1: it's, it's kind of it's just it just re- it reminds me of physics class in the you know because of the waves, um, and then number ten, I I had um, saucer full of secrets.
0: Okay, I feel you. I feel you. I had I had saucer full at number twelve. Okay which I feel a little bad about. I mean, it was the first Hypnosis cover, but uh, it's just, it's not their strongest work, in my opinion. I have The Final Cut at number 11, and I have Metal at number 10.
3: For me, 12 is Metal. I actually have The Wall at 11, because it's boring. <laughs> and I may start an argument here, but 10 is Adam, Hart Mother.
0: Ooh. I mean I I have Adam Hart mother maybe ridiculously high but I am just I I'm irrationally amused by cows anyway and I just there's something <laughs> about the fact that Storm Thorgerson said you know what we need on this album cows and it just it I don't know what it is it just I adore it I adore it but it is very odd I mean there's and especially given the fact that all of the, the cow-inspired names in Adam Hart Mother came about after and because of the cow picture. It's not like they right. the, the band were writing these songs and making all these cow puns and Storm said, Aha! Storm said, Guys, we need this cow. And so they then made the puns from that. It, it's totally backwards.
2: Thanks for uh, giving me that support. Okay, Tom? Guys, I'm going to say something that is probably going to be very unpopular amongst the group. I'm not a big Storm fan. I don't know. I just don't think that this guy is that creative. Uh, I don't think that he's that profound. I mean, I think that um, now I know that things were a little different back in the time. They didn't have the graphic design that they ha- that they have now. And and But, I mean, like, I mean, I, I agree I, actually with you, Joe, even though I love Adam Hart Mother. I mean, like. Well, actually, I, I don't agree because you had a hire. But I mean, I, I I don't think it's that I, I I don't think it's that great of a uh, an album cover. I mean, oh, let's just stick a cow in the in the picture, or, and let's stick a an ear that you can't tell it's an ear. Or you just, um, I mean, and I think yeah, I agree with you guys. Obscured by clouds was my uh, number twelve. I think that's there's just nothing there to to see. Um, it's it's nice to have an abstract design, but I mean, it's there's nothing. Profound about it. There's nothing you can really talk about in relation to the music, and maybe there is. I just don't get it. I mean, an ear. I, I have metal next up at eleven. I mean, it is a cool idea to have a picture of an ear underwater, but I mean, I I could never. I would never have been able to tell you that that's what it was if I didn't ask you guys. I mean, that's just. And I I don't. You need something else. I don't know. It just looks like some weird thing, and I. Not impressed by it. I mean, and,
0: and, and let me jump in here for a second, here, Tom, because I, I agree. The image, you know, when you know what the image is supposed to be, it maybe gets a little better. Although it's still very strange. I personally sort of like the. I like the color palette of metal, which is why I have it probably as high as I do. I find it to be very very soothing. That's why I had it as high up as i did
2: and then the next up i have piper the gates of dawn it's good for the the album (laughs) which i'm not thrilled with uh you know i appreciate the album as the beginning of the beginning of pink floyd and i appreciate it for that but um you know there's really nothing there to to really to to get me involved in the -hmm. album
0: and, and, yeah. and all my old man snarkiness aside, you know, I mean, Piper was their first album. It's not like you normally get to break the back bank in the graphic arts department for your first record, right?
3: <laughs> Is there a palaver with old man snarkiness aside? Just
0: <laughs>
1: existential <laughs> question. Piper at the Gate seems very appropriate for 1967. We're all kind of in the same ballpark here.
0: As we often are.
1: Yeah, when it comes to these bottom covers.
0: So, is it is it time for
1: our controlled group? Control yeah, group? I'm uh, I'm sharing the screen so you guys can see where oh, we okay. all stand, and
0: then yeah, let us let us hear what are the next three. So the control group has number twelve obscured by clouds. Okay. Number eleven is the endless river, which again what? I do not um, I do not agree with at all. Kidding me? So let me let me just read the little blurb. Because, I mean, you know the, the sort of language we're talking about here. Determinedly uncommercial, the endless river was aimed directly at those still riveted by Pink Floyd's often forgotten period between the Sid Barrett years and the career-defining supernova that was Dark Side of the Moon. This era, from 1969's More to 1972's Obscured by Clouds saw so David Gilmore's arrival spark a wave of rangy, largely instrumental experimentation. Same with The Endless River. Constructed from the late Richard Wright's final recordings with the group, it revived that sense of dizzying interplay and adventure. There's so much about that paragraph that makes me want to say bad words, I can't even describe it.
1: Yeah. Well, you do have to hand it to them, Joe. They they managed to do a review of the very last Pink Floyd album cover and still invoke Sid
0: Barrett, <laughs> which is which is obviously our goal. I was thinking today as I was working in the backyard, how am I going to work Sid Barrett into the wall? So, <laughs> well, that's
1: easy. That's easy. But to Endless River, that's the the cover. That's impressive.
0: That's it, impressive. It really is. But I mean, it just uh oh. yeah that that just drives me absolutely bonkers. And then okay. Number ten is the final cut. Better light than never. Wow! I gotta tell you, but sh- the- the
1: Ultim- i hate to—I hate to, you know, blow it early. But I have some very high-ranking albums in the ultimate classic rocks uh, list here. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, and, and you can elaborate. And, and these paragraphs—I mean, obviously, they had, you know, they—they they seem to have different rules than we did. Because all the paragraphs talk about the album and the music, and not the covers.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I have, like, two of these, and you can probably figure out at this point which two they are. Two of them are in my top three.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay. so we are up to nine, eight, and seven.
3: Nine for me, Piper at the Gate to Dawn. Okay. And and we've discussed the... uh, limited vision of the kaleidoscope. Uh, Number eight, I finally put Umaguma in here, but I stand by the fact that I do like the actual band photos. And finally, at number uh, seven, I have the endless river. So does
2: anyone want to talk about the fact that Umaguma isn't just a band photo? I mean, there's uh, two photos and they're all in different uh, they're they're swapped. I mean, it's sort of like a they they did something cool without like fancy graphic design. I mean, if you look at other Joe doesn't albums, look impressed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you look at other <laughs> if you if you look at other album covers that we're talking about, whether it's just a picture of a a cow or you know, a, a sort of a weird ear. I mean, I mean, at least there was some thought put in, into it and it was done in sort of a, a fun sort of weird way i mean uh, so it's not i'll just say that i don't think it's just a band photo i mean we uh, how many albums do we listen to where we look at just a band photo so this is i mean i'm not saying it's my favorite album cover of all time but i want to give it a little bit of a, a you know some props so,
1: here. so tom i'm with you 100 percent. i think umaguma is iconic I, You know, coming into the band as I did, listening Mm -hmm. to The Wall, Dark Side of the Moon, learning about Wish You Were Here, Animals, any time, I had no idea what was going on with Old Pink Floyd. I knew there was Old Pink Floyd, but I had no idea. But somehow, before I even knew that Amagama was Amagama, this album cover had been present in my life, whether it was in guitar magazines and they just had a picture of it. And I always thought it was freaking awesome the way that Gilmore was sitting up front. The band was kind of in the background. And then they had the picture, right? Of the picture, of the picture, of the picture. That sort of indefinite, like, constant recapitulation of the picture. I thought that was fucking cool. And, And it has been, ever since I was a teenager, like, the image of old Pink Floyd that I've that I've always had. Because when you think about it, when you didn't have MTV and you only heard the dark side of the moon and the wall or wish you were here, you had no idea what these guys look like. This was something that I held onto. I'm going to go ahead and tip my hat. This is my number two <laughs> in this fourth <laughs> ranking.
2: Oh. Wow.
3: Paul. nice. Can I just say, Paul?
0: <laughs> well, Excellent. there you go, Tom. That balances me out, I think.
3: <laughs> wow. All right. So so, so, if you grow up and you move away to California or Texas, you can say, Umaguma. But if you're still here in
0: southeastern PA, it's Umaguma, okay? <laughs> All the more reason to not discuss the album anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially Delaware County. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow! Love it. That is funny.
2: Solidarity on Umaguma.
0: Nice, Paul. Excellent. That is that's phenomenal. I can't even believe it.
1: <laughs> Tom, where did you have Umaguma? Uh,
2: I had I had that, that at six.
1: Okay. All right.
2: All right. So where are we? At like you know.
0: So eight, yeah, Who, seven, who saw us to give their seven, eight, and nine, or nine, eight, and seven?
2: Uh, me uh, yeah um, so at nine at nine i have adam heart mother you guys know i love the album but you know i think they could have done a little bit more with the album cover um eight the endless river it, it just doesn't do much for me and saucer full of secrets At at seven um, you know there's just I guess it it fits the album, and it's 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 trippy, and it's it's just a little there's a little bit going on. Which so I guess I have it kind of far up, but I mean up until this point, guys. I'll be honest. uh, Pink Floyd is not high on my list of of album covers. I mean they have some great ones at the top, but other bands that we talk about have much higher rated uh, album covers than um, like the bottom half of Pink Floyd. That that being said. I, I do really, really like some of the the, the the my my top, which I won't talk about now, but uh, so those are those.
0: Cool. I already mentioned I have the wall at number nine. I have the cow, Adam Hart Mother at number eight. So Tom, I'm not too I mean I am the same as you actually, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so we we well, put it in. I, the... I have
2: Adam Hart Mother's nine, but oh, yeah. we're
0: close. But we we put the cow in basically the same place, even though I love it and you're less impressed, which is kind of funny. And then number seven, beds on the beach. A momentary mm. lapse of reason.
1: Interesting. I had the wall at nine. Oh, and number eight. Um, this is funny now because I did this I put this list together a couple weeks ago. And I'm gonna I'm gonna preempt this by saying that we are in the in the realm where things can be very um, oh interchangeable. Thank you. Right on cue. Animals at number eight for me.
0: <laughs> Way to go, Cor. <laughs> perfect <Man>. timing. <laughs> oh, that was
3: perfect timing. Oh my god. In fact, that that was Roger Waters himself because he
1: is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then this might be. Uh, this might be controversial. Number seven for me is "Wish You Were Here." Really? Wow! Yeah. Okay. Uh, as as much time as we spent, and as fascinating as the story is about that, actually, both of those two just never been. Just it's just never really done it for me. I just always thought it was kind of weird.
0: Interesting. Okay. So, which zone? Yeah. I'd- I've got a bit of controversy myself earlier, or higher up in this list, as those of you who paying attention may have already figured out. But we'll get there.
1: Mm. Mm. What about the UltimateClassicRot.com poll, Joe?
0: So the control group. Lessness. Number nine. They have a saucer full of secrets. Number eight. They have the division bell. Huh. And number seven. They have the cow of Adam Hardmother.
3: So we finally made it to the 6, 5, and 4 region.
0: Yes, hmm. this is where I think things are going to start to get a little interesting.
3: Yeah, I never understood the Easter Island vibe of the Division Bell. So that's my number 6.
0: Well, 6 is pretty high for not getting it.
3: Yeah. Okay,
0: alright. Um...
3: Then I went with the interesting nature color palette of Saucerful of Secrets, whatever okay. the hell is going on there.
0: It does have a good palette. I will give you that. Right. Right.
3: That's about all it is. And, and then, let me see here, number four is Animals.
0: Animals at number four. Okay. Can I just take a step back to Saucerful really quickly? Yeah. Because I just I just scrolled back and looked at it. Does does it remind anyone else in terms of color palette and the amount of things going on of the the artwork on Project Gemini at all?
2: Hmm.
3: Oh
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I just happen yeah. to have my Project Gemini. Wow,
1: you're right. It does. Oh my god. <laughs> Big shout out to uh, Mark Anthony Mark K. Anthony K. Uh, you, you have no. Are you looking at the Project Gemini disc right now, Joe?
0: No. No, I was not. Wow. I mean, like. I've looked at them a lot, though, which is why it's kind of in my brain.
1: I have it right here. Even this tree here is like the same brown stroke yeah. that's in Saucerful. That's incredible. Wow. Very cool.
3: Yeah, I remember remarking during that episode that uh, the yellow font stood mm-hmm. out and that it was very bright and natural. And I didn't. I think he went with yellow
0: vinyl. Yeah, I need to get the vinyls on those. So yeah. f- for me. Wow. I also have the Division Bell at number six, um, but again, from a completely different perspective, because I actually do love it. Here's my controversy. Number five, I have more. Now, I, I don't what are you know. What thinking? I, I, <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm thinking, and, and, and I don't know if I'm breaking the rules here, but... Um, But again, for me, more fell into place, and and specifically in in this discussion, the album cover based on the movie and the visuals from that movie and and the the story that it tells while painfully depressing is also, in in retrospect, very strongly told because both Barbé Schroeder movies, um, More and Obscured by Clouds, Honestly, I have not been able to stop thinking about them since I watched them. And I love the way that – and I'm – you know, I, I happen – Tom, I happen to think that while Storm doesn't hit them out of the park all the time, I do think that Storm hits some home runs. And I love the way he sort of treated that pivotal image from this movie – um, it, it manages to sort of convey a lot of the, the anguish and, and emotion that's going on to me. And so that's why I have more at number five. <laughs> and at number four, I have Wish You Were Here.
2: And do we know for a fact uh, that you bring up a great point, Joe, about it being a movie? Do we know for a fact that the artwork on Moore wasn't from the movie?
0: It's not, it, it, the, the basic image is a scene from the movie, but the treatment of that image is, has nothing to do with the movie at all. So all of the, the oranges and the blues and all that kind of business.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: And, and in fact, I, it, it, the, the actual image, now that I think about it, and I don't know exactly where you're going here, may not have appeared in the movie itself because I watched the movie twice. And I tried, you know, the second time, obviously, I knew where this particular scene came from. And I do not recall, that's not to say it's not there, but I do not recall any part in that scene where you get the exact sort of perspective that is shown in the movie. Because you never see the, the girl sort of on the far end of the screen as he's going up to the windmill. You see, you're always tight on him on the windmill, and then she's always like right behind him. I I don't recall any particular cut in that movie where they're as far apart as they are on the on the the cover. So I I don't know, maybe what the relationship there is.
2: Okay, well, Joe, that's a great point because I mean, if what you're saying is is accurate, then you know everything stands as is. But if um, being that it's from a movie. I mean, most of the time, you know, there's a picture of the movie poster or something on the cover of the album. And that might disqualify more from being in this 15 as far as not as far as the music, but as far as like the album cover. So it's interesting that they sort of incorporated something new with the movie Um, that might actually put it up on my list, maybe one or two. Not 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 a lot, but you know, at least there's just something a little bit more there. Um, but um.
0: Yeah, and and I don't, and maybe that's something we can look into as to what the actual promotional material for the movie was. I, I never mm-hmm. even thought to look into that. Now this this album cover and and design is credited to Hypnosis, so I, I just always naturally assumed that it was their own sort of interpretation and not. You know, not the the theater poster, if you will, but you you bring up a good point. It may very well be one of the same. I do not know.
1: I do think it's important to call out that the only one among us, and in fact, including the ultimate cla- rock dot com, who didn't put more in the bottom three, is the only person who watched the movie.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: and and, and 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 then tonight I just found out he watched it twice, which which. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. So there it is.
0: So, Paul, do we need yours? Is that right? Yeah.
1: So, my six, so these are pretty much interchangeable. But six, I went with uh, a momentary lapse of reason. Uh, I'm actually, I actually really kind of dig that cover. Um, four, I'm gonna skip to four. I went with the division bell. I've always liked that that work, um, and I think it's so fitting uh, for the album and, and so many things. Um, but number f- finishing a strong number five for me is Adam Hart Mother. Okay, wow, wow. I, I I think originally when I sat down to do this, it was almost a given in my mind that Adam Hart Mother should be. In the bottom three somewhere, it's a fucking cow, right? And <laughs> it is in fact a cow. Yes, I mean, like what, like what the, and and yet, I, I found myself as I went through the list, just thinking about the cover that that photo, and how, I don't know, when you see that color or cover, it, it you know exactly what it is, you know exactly what it represents. There's something about that image that is very arresting to me. And and as I put this list together, it just kept finding its way higher and higher up the list. And I have it in, in the top five.
3: So you drank the Kool-Aid. I guess.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's something I would actually want to buy the vinyl. I actually was shopping for the vinyl today because I was listening to... Uh, you guys talking about Adam Hartmother, or us talking about it. I can't remember if I was on that episode or not. And I was like, I don't even have, that. I only listened to that on Spotify. I want to get that. And I was like, I'm definitely wanting that on vinyl because I want a large picture of the album cover.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I love it.
2: Well, Joe, weren't you talking about that? In one of the episodes, there was some sort of special release. And you, you wanted to get a picture of the, of the cow? It, it was on the uh, Pink Floyd website or something, and he, you were getting all...
0: It's it's the hypnosis website where you can buy a, a signed print of the cow. Yes. And I want the cow.
2: Oh. Mm. Okay. Okay. Wow.
0: Wow.
3: <laughs> You're like drinking the Kool-Aid from the cow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Tom, six, five, and four.
2: All right, <clears throat> six, five, and four. Six,
1: Amagama, five.
2: <clears throat> now this is. I want to talk about this a little bit. Five and four. I have five. I have the division bell. Four. I have momentary lapse of reason. I like these. These. This is where you know from six up. These are the ones I you know yeah. I actually like. And division bell and momentary lapse of reason. <clears throat> it seems like there's a real thought process to me. I mean, everyone has a, a, dif- a different idea about this, right? But I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, uh, there's just some real thought behind, especially the the, the division bell. And I, I would like to, I know we haven't talked about these episodes yet, but I'm very much interested to find out um, what the correlation with the visual is to the music and, um w- you know w- what those two pieces are uh, and and um what what that is because i have a feeling that it does mean something and i'm was very interested uh, to to learn about it momentary lapse of reason uh, i think it's, it's a great title for an album and you can definitely look at the cover of that and piece the two. There's a an interesting interpretation when when you look at that. You can you can participate. You can really participate in that yourself just by looking at the title and looking at the visual, and you can really have uh, an inner dialogue about about those two by yourself. Yeah. Um, so again, I know we haven't talked about that album yet, but I am looking forward to. Um, getting some some backstory on on that as well. So I'm I'm really excited about those two album covers as as album covers.
0: So Tom, if if I could recommend something to you as we prepare for those episodes, and I mm-hmm. haven't done it in weeks now at this point, I would point you to episode three of the Lost Art of Conversation. Mm which is a Pink Floyd podcast. And in that particular one, I believe it's episode three, where they discuss specifically the artwork of the later years of Pink Floyd. And mm. Storm Thorgerson's partner, Aubrey Poe Powell, gives very, very moving descriptions of the the thought process behind those two particular album covers, and as well as giving some insight into how those album covers were created so i if if you're if that really interests you i i recommend you you check out that specific podcast because hearing it come from from poe is quite frankly to me quite moving to the point where that's you know besides the fact that hypnosis was involved in a lot of other um, album covers that show up in things that progressive palaver likes to talk about you know it, it it sort of inspired me to want to reach out to him so hopefully we can have him on and maybe we can even follow up with him at that point if we're if we're so lucky. That's
2: great. Well, thanks for the recommendation. I will definitely check that out.
0: Great. Yeah, I definitely think that
1: the listening to that influenced the positioning of uh, those two records on my list. Here's where we stand right now, gentlemen. I love this
0: table, Paul. Yes. Nice job, Paul.
1: This would have been really helpful with the Star Wars episode in particular.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not too late. You can recreate it and put it up on the uh, on the Facebook.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right, let's 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 hit the control group real quick before we get to our top three, Joe.
0: The control group. Number six is the Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Mm. Number five is Metal. Wow.
1: That is a high mark for Metal.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah, and, too high. <laughs> 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 and number four is animals. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Now the real question that I have going into the top three is will there be a unanimous number one? I'm curious about that too.
1: It's it's feeling like there could be. It could be unanimous. Hell no. <laughs>
0: I can guarantee you that it will not be a unanimous number one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll put you out of your misery right now. (laughs) And I'll just, I'll, I'll put it on the table. I do not have dark side of the moon at number one. I have dark side of the moon at number three. Likewise. Okay. Fair enough.
1: I think I don't, I'm, it, you know, when you get to this part, it's not, no, these have to be definitive. But I think you know, number three is an okay spot. I, I did have Dark Side at number one. I'll just go ahead and say that. I think it's iconic. I think it, for all the reasons we talked about in the Dark Side episode, and it, it is just the. Even the people who don't know anything about Pink Floyd know that it's that that album, which may say nothing about the album cover at all, but for me, number one.
3: I have to put dark side at number three. I mean, I started off with it at number one, but ultimate classic rock pissed me off. (laughs) 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 So I've got a wish you were here in the second spot. If anything, just for burning humans and, you know, doing whatever they could to be radical.
0: It's iconic. It it certainly Mm -hmm. is a powerful image.
3: Indeed, indeed. And the fact that there are two slightly different images is just that much more appealing. And at number one, I'm going with the wide, spacious monstrosity that became a momentary lapse of reason. Mm, it's, nice, it's, nice. It's, it's just so appealing, and, and, and it represents a time in our lives, when we thought maybe there would be no more Pink Floyd. So it was just a, a very pleasant surprise with a, a, a very huge monstrosity of a beach i like it i love it i love it
1: tom now that you're back into the world of humans what is you said animals was number three dark side number two what did you have as number one wish you were here ah yes of course
2: i mean i think wish you were here is such a great album cover it's iconic it really tells you something about the album, there's a real interpretation, a profound interpretation about the subject matter of the album and I mean, learning about how they, how they get it and um, you know, the, how they went about it was, was interesting. I mean, I just think it's uh, I think it sort of has everything. I mean, it sort of have has everything that you want to have in an album cover and it's, it's, hmm.
1: it's the top of the top. So I already mentioned Side was number one for me, and I previously mentioned Umaguma had the number two spot.
2: Now, you went from Umaguma to Umaguma.
1: You sort of flip-flopped there. Did I? Umaguma? Umaguma? I'm sorry. I don't really (laughs) know what the right word is. I thought we
2: were on the same page here. Umaguma? Kind of went to the other side.
1: How should I say it? Umaguma? Umaguma? (laughs) Well, I think because of the two
2: two M's, it's a a soft sound, but I mean, you know.
1: Um, Amagama. Yeah, I I guess I feel like it should be Amagama, but I guess Umaguma, Amagama. Anyway, it's number two for me. (laughs) (laughs) Number number three, and I'm actually I'm actually a little um, I'm I'm a little surprised at at where this uh this came in, and I'm I'm hopeful uh that i'm I'm hopeful that it's gonna be high on Joe's list, but my number three was Endless River. I think it's a beautiful album cover, and if you would look at any of these album covers and say, Okay, just pick which one was the band's final album, it's like this one's perfect, so number three endless river
0: paul you you called it out right for me I have number three is dark side I, I agree that it is iconic it is unmistakably associated with the band Pink Floyd and it could just be my own sort of professional hang-ups that while I love the idea of the prism I think it is a very simple and stark image Um, it's been used to great effect certainly most recently as I have experienced it in the uh, 2017 Us and Them tour but from a scientific point of view, splitting light has nothing to do with "Dark Side of the Moon" or anything on the album at all. Which is your hair? <laughs> it's sort of where 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 I go off the rails a little bit. Now, you know that's that's my own baggage I carry around. I, I admit that I'm okay with that. <laughs> I put "The Endless River" at number two, and again, I wonder. I wonder how much of that is influenced by the, the description that Powell gives of that, of that album. And when you put it in perspective of, you know, what The Endless river, river is as an album and what that picture ultimately represents, I find it to be very beautiful and moving. Um, mm. it, it does speak to me. And, uh, you know, for me, I've got at number one, you know, Tom's backdrop from last week. I, while I, I, well, and I, I can't say I don't understand why, um, Algae the Pig is flying over Battersea Power Station. I, for me, that is the most striking image that, that Pink Floyd and Hypnosis have ever put together. And there's... There's something about that, and quite frankly, as I've been going through this – and we weren't doing um, Pink Floyd back when I was in London, but it just – it makes me sad that I didn't at that time think of all of the things that I went to go see when I was in London that I didn't go and put my eyeballs on Battersea Power Station because I Mm. wish now that I had done so.
1: This has been the best force ranking episode yet. (laughs)
0: Well, there's lots more to come, hopefully, Paul. We are all over.
1: Joe, give us the the lowdown on Ultimate Classic Rock's uh, top three here.
0: Well, I mean, you you can see it, Paul. But, I mean, you can guess that it's as obvious as you could possibly imagine. At number three is The Wall. At number two is Wish You Were Here. And, of course, as they say... A choice as inevitable as it is necessary. Oh, Dark side wow. number one. Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I you know.
0: So all due respects to our our the fine folks at Ultimate uh, Classic Rock dot com. You know, it, it it was actually very nice that I came across that particular you know, posting and, and it just fit in so nicely with what we were doing. And it does provide a, a counterpoint to, uh, to our own sort of, of thoughts on this subject. It's just, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm being a, a bit of a jerk um, somewhat on purpose because again, it's, it's all subjective and, and there maybe isn't a wrong answer. And I, I for all the reasons that I said, I understand why, you know, Dark Side is, in some regards, inevitably at the top of that list. It's just not at the top of my list. Yeah. Well, it's at the top of mine. So. Well, there, you, there go. you go. There you go. Right. I
1: guess I'm not infallible to the uh, to the masses.
0: But I mean, it makes perfect sense. And and if if I wasn't a PhD chemist, I probably wouldn't have the objection <laughs> that I have. You know, and. and I- you know, and we talked about when we did our Dark Side episode, you know, the the three different permutations of that album cover, which I think really sort of add to the allure mm-hmm. of it, sort of how the the image kept getting sort of enhanced, which is very, very cool.
3: So what are the unifying factors in this table? Uh, we've got uh, top three. Dark Side makes the top three for all four of us plus Ultimate Classic Rock. Uh, The runner-up behind that would appear to be Wish You Were Here appearing three times. Me, Tom, and Ultimate Classic Rock. Uh, For whatever reason, Ultimate Classic Rock was into the wall, and none of us picked that. Um, So let me see. Third place would actually be Animals? With two instances, Joe and Tom. Oh, sorry. Uh, Tied for three, also the Endless River. Paul, you just eked out that little win there for Endless River supporting (laughs) Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys catch that? Dark Sides first. I wish you were here second. And
1: Animals and Endless River are the runner-ups. There's a lot of... uh uh it's funny how we were m- really tight at the bottom of the of the stack it seemed, but uh yeah, this was a really interesting
0: grouping i love it yeah this this was this was interesting and fun i really enjoyed it i'm I'm hoping we can i'll keep my eyes out for control groups when we do the other you know groups and and you know like i said part of the the fun of this force ranking thing is we're not necessarily tied to things we've already done so what but while I do think it will be fascinating to force rank say marillion and rush album mm. covers i mm. i do also look forward to doing things that maybe we haven't done yet in terms of you know Either it's the album covers or the album itself. You know, I think with these force rankings, we, we have the ability to sort of branch out and, and do things. Although, I think we'd have to be very, very careful in if we tried to do force ranking albums of people we haven't done yet. Yes. Because we would probably end up talking for about five hours. So, the idea is to keep this sort of, <laughs> you know... Nice and tight to the extent that we can, and I think album covers, if we if we sort of stick I- I- in this, I- will allow us to do that. And again, we do have some other ideas as well. Um, but it would be fun, for instance, to I don't know rank fish album covers. Yes, Ken.
3: Well, could we force rank David Gilmore guitar sounds? <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Or maybe just production quality, and that and that's legit, right? production quality of a Pink Floyd album. It that we,
0: I I like it. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we could do the same did. thing with Yes albums.
1: When we did the Marillion awards uh, show, we, we that wasn't did. really a force ranking, but it was it was kind of like
0: that. Yeah. We, it, it, we just it picked was. the best one. Right. And and that's the other thing we could do with these Sunday nights. We could we could have award shows as well for bands we've already covered because we never we only did that for Marillion. We didn't do it for anyone else. That was fun. That was That fun. was fun. So we've got a lot of different things that we can do that are just sort of fun and easy for, you know, sort of our extra nights. Uh, obviously, we spend a lot of time on our main sequence albums, uh, you know, and, and you know, we're, we're getting ready to do what I'm anticipating is going to be a major, major work. And, uh, yeah, so it'll be cool. Nice.
2: This was fun.
0: This was fun. So gentlemen, thank you so much for spending a little bit of extra Palaver time force ranking album covers for Pink Floyd. You know, again, I know we haven't gone through all of the albums in detail yet, but this was, you know, just a little a little fun way to, you know, spend some time and and maybe look a little bit ahead and and just sort of talk about, you know, some of these these powerful images and and some of the images that weren't powerful (laughs) in, in in the final analysis so but uh but thank you guys very much appreciate it i do i do think
1: one thing we've learned tonight and we didn't necessarily call it out but uh one of the things that we learned was the um that generally speaking anytime ears are featured on album covers it's a disaster (laughs)
2: <laughs> You're talking, I'm talking about here in the now frontier That's it <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Agreed
0: <laughs> Maybe we can force rank Queen, Reich album covers Alright gentlemen So until, uh, until we meet again On Tuesday I will uh, bid you a fond farewell you've enjoyed this lighthearted journey down force ranking avenue with us here tonight as always we've enjoyed sharing it with you and we look forward to your lists on the best Pink Floyd album covers. If you want to share us your full list um, or, you know, your top three, your bottom three, just take exception to anything we said, we welcome to hear it. You can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are at Progpala on all of those or search for Progressive Palaver. You're welcome to email us. Our email address is Progpala. That's P-R-O-G-P-A-L-A at gmail.com. Progressive Palaver is available for subscription and download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, at some point in the future, Pandora, and presumably anywhere you find your podcast. And we are, as always, hosted on SoundCloud. So until next time, thanks for listening. Lay Ms. Beach Towel with the gunslinger like strapped onto it.
3: Merch drop makes me think of the turkey drop from WKRP in
2: Cincinnati. (laughs)
1: Less.
2: (laughs)